Welcome everybody to Breaking the Rules bonus edition with Special Forces recap and our special guest, Dana Mandel. Welcome. Hi everyone. Thanks for having me again, Amber. You're very welcome. You have been cracking me up this week with memes and clips. Have I? <laughs> on your I'm... your your page, Brunch and Bravo. It's been it's been quite the week for Bravo. Like there's all kinds of stuff like episodes and uh, different shows going on. So the content is there. It's never a dull moment in the Bravo sphere. Thank God <laughs> for us, right? <laughs> Thank the Lord. Oh, I will say TikTok is really making me angry right now. Why? They just are denying some of my content as unoriginal. And I get it. <laughs> Like, I get it when it's, like, just a clip from the show or something, because that's not original. So I don't expect that to be considered original content. But Is that a I, rule? Yes, it has to oh, be original content. For, okay, I'm just learning the talk, so. Yeah, so I, like, if I spend an hour splicing and bringing in pictures and sound and clips and, like, all of this stuff, and then you reject my appeal and say it's unoriginal – it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world because yeah, there's nowhere you can work. turn to after that rejection. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. What do they care? Oh, they <laughs> care because they don't. <laughs> okay. Because they don't want to. Um, they don't want to pay anyone. Like oh, I see. Yeah. So it's almost. I see. Okay. Yep. Because I'm like, why would they monitor this? But of course, if people oh, are monetizing, yeah. they don't want people who are monetizing who they claim to be stealing material. Yeah. But how could we not? I mean, if we are Bravo content creators or reality TV content creators, the content is the TV. We are taking clips from so the you have TV. To put in, you have to put in your opinion. You have to, oh, okay. like, green screen. You have to add something in. You have to bring things from different sources. So that's kind of why a lot of my posts are, like, a video clip and then an article and, like, different oh, things see. from different places. Got it. Trying to link things together. And really, it's telling a story. So Right. But like you said, it's hard and it takes a lot of time to put all of that together. So to be rejected would be really annoying. Yeah. It's it's the creator life. <laughs> creator life. <laughs> the life we lead. Yes. So this weekend, I am actually going to be in Manhattan for the premiere watch party on the Roni reunion. I'm so excited. Um, Preston Mitchum for, from uh, Summer House, uh, Martha's Vineyard is going mm -hmm. to be there. I'm That's so excited. So cool. He's going to be the bartender. Um, oh so, my gosh, so fun. I know. I'm really, really excited. I think it's going to be a fun night. So if anybody is in the Manhattan area, please um, come to Fool's Gold. Um, going to be an amazing time. So I'm excited about that. I would be. That sounds like a lot of fun. You're going to have fun. And I actually saw just before we started recording a very small clip of the reunion and it looks a little tense. So maybe we'll actually get some, you know, a little something there for this reunion after a very lackluster season. That, um, reunion clip that just came out today with the text messages was insane so i'm super I didn't excited see that. Oh, <laughs> no man. i'm talking about just uba saying that jenna is different on tv than she is in real life 
oh yeah there was kind of looked really shocked wait till you see the rant she she does uba does a rant she calls aaron karen with like like k aaron oh (laughs) okay i'll have to check it out it's really funny um so this episode of special forces episode number four sorry about Mm -hmm. my crappy uh fat finger on episode three title (laughs) um this one is character and I just have to say that we all know from all of the previews and clips we've seen, of course, Tom Sandoval is the main focus on the episode titled Character. Which is funny, considering he doesn't have much character, but okay if they want to give him one. But Nick Vile said something interesting on his podcast this week about how when we see each different recruit with the DS coming in to speak with them about their life, their history, that is real. Like they haven't asked them before. So every time they're having those meetings with the DSs, it's the first time they're telling their story. So this would be Tom's first time telling the DSs his story. See, and you know what I'm kind of upset about, Dana, is that what we're not going to get that from like Brian Austin Green because he pussied out too soon. Like I'm super upset about that. Kelly too. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I guess they just, I guess they hoped there would be like sort of one per episode or one per day. And then when people just take off in the morning, it's too late to sort of plan for it. Yeah. Because I think Brian left like first thing day two, right? Or day three. So maybe they were going to do him later in the day and then he left, right? He did. But I honestly, like I saw with other people where they did like more confessionals with them. So they were showing Mm -hmm. more of their confessionals. I don't know. I just, I thought about it whenever they were like bringing people in. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you said that because I was thinking about that already. I was like, man, it really stinks. We're not going to get to hear this like. Like, what's his sob story? I was David Silver and nobody liked me after that. I'm so or yeah, I was I'm curious. To Megan. Yeah, he, we didn't really get much from him in terms of his history or his backstory. So, yeah, that's too bad there. But, I mean, the DSs basically hate Jack Osborne. They call him annoying as fuck. <laughs> and they said that yeah. Kelly's really struggling, which she is. Yeah. She's complaining the moment she gets out of bed that day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty quick. And, um the staff is agreeing to make it more physical and kind of are wanting to appoint people and they immediately go toward the Olympians as leaders. So Aaron and Bodie. Right. Um, Who do you think came up with the names team Bravo and team alpha? I don't really know. I think that's probably what they always use there because anytime my husband did any exercises and a lot of the companies, like he was in Bravo Company in um, one of his units. So I think it's just like their language, A and B. Oh, okay. That's just what they use for A and B. So they're just kind of labeling you Team A and Team B. I just thought it was kind of fitting, Tom being on the I Team know. Bravo. I do. That was I sort of that it, too. Yeah, but that looked intense. You've got Aaron leading one, Bodie leading the other, and they're both having to carry these giant rafts over water and land 220 and, pounds oh and kelly yeah. is dying she's crying she's in pain she she can't do it she said that her back was out and what's funny is yeah. she kept screaming my legs are numb yet she was walking and getting up and down and like and i'm thinking if my back is out i am not moving like there is no moving for me i'm laying in the bed until my husband or somebody carries me to the car to get to the chiropractor to get <laughs> 
Well, I'm clear, curious what you think, because one of the DSs was sort of trying to help her, I guess, in his own way. And he's like, you can do this. You've got this. He's here with you right now. I'm like alluding to her husband. And I'm like, is that appropriate? Like, I don't know. Like, may- maybe I'm thinking too much into it. I was just sort of like, oh, like, you don't know him. You didn't know him. Maybe he wouldn't be here with her, with her right now. Like, I just felt a little bit weird that he was sort of trying to encourage her through the voice of her dead husband that he didn't know? Or am I just being too much? No, you're not. But that also debunks what Nick said, because if they didn't, like, they haven't brought her in, have they? No. No, I didn't think so. So they didn't bring her in. How did he know that about her? Ooh. Unless she was walking around saying it all. Yeah, right? (laughs) Unless they watch the confessionals first. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm not quite sure. Um... Or, I mean, we also have to think about the fact that there could be lots of other things that were filmed that we're just not seeing. Like, maybe they felt her confessionals were good enough and they did bring her in, but it wasn't interesting. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe she said something she wasn't allowed to say. Yeah. But I actually thought Tyler was really great. And, like, here's my sort of opinion on Tyler, because I've never given it yet. And I know you don't really know much about his history. And I'll say neither do I, given the fact that he's just a blank canvas. But he's from The Bachelor. And he's sort of just almost a Kardashian in a way where he doesn't, you know how people always would say about the Kardashians, like, what are they good at, right? Like, they're just famous for being famous. And that's what he is. He's a pretty face, which he calls himself. But he's only really gotten all of these opportunities post-Bachelor just for being good looking. He's never done an interview where he said anything interesting or he doesn't really have anything to him. But that being said, I was really impressed with his ability to rally and you know he was really there for kelly he was talking to her after about her husband it was it was really sweet i i just was really impressed with the way he sort of tried to bond with people and talk to people that was really it felt like collegial and friendly and that kind of thing yeah it was genuine and yes i agree sorry i agree with you that um he seems like a great guy i don't know if you heard when he was on lala's podcast did the lala it yeah, was so good. Um, she's in love with him now. I don't know if you heard her this week's episode, but she's totally in love with him. Um, but he lives in Jupiter and whatever. He does, and he wants to stay in Jupiter and have a person in Jupiter. But did you hear him say that he had $220 in his bank account when he signed up for The Bachelor? No, I missed that. But he must yeah. be so rich now just with all of the deals and collabs and all the things he just gets to do basically by being tall and pretty. <laughs> How nice. I know, right? I wish I wish I had the guts to like do something like that whenever I was younger, like just venture out and do something like YOLO, just throw go on The Bachelor, something, you know, (laughs) something like like that, like just there's still time. Oh, my God. No, there's the golden bachelor. You're not there yet. But like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we've got some time. There's a golden bachelor that I already know is a really, really horrible guy from Nick Bow's podcast. He, somebody wrote in. I heard about that, but they never brought that up again. Is that true? So are you talking about that rumor that he like cheated on his wife all the time and when he was running a restaurant and that stuff? Yep. And I guess that it was like a write-in by somebody that said, he was uh, a co-worker of their dad and their dad was like, yeah. they said they were excited about the show and their dad was like, you are not watching that. That guy's a douchebag. I don't know. It never came up again. But I also think for myself too, like if I were to ever get on one of these shows, like what are people going to 
who's going to come up from your past and say things about you? You may think you have nothing oh and then you realize it you would do. be so horrible, I think, Dana. I think we're better where we are <laughs> right now. Yeah, it would definitely be horrible. Yeah. So I thought it was really crappy that they made the one team girl heavy, female heavy. Mm-hmm. I did notice that as well. So the one team only had one woman on it and the other team had two women. And I guess, I mean, at some, at you, it, it had to be that way, I guess. Right. I, that's who for all we one had, of the right? teams or the other. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like that gave them a serious disadvantage, especially when one of the women, like Kelly wasn't even carrying that 90% of the no. time. But it was actually kind of bothering me when she started to say, please stop telling me I'm okay. I'm not okay. Let me need do what I need to do for myself. And she's actually trying to be nice. And she's saying to the DSs, I respect you guys so much, but this is so fucking hard. I can't. And I get it's their like thing to, you know, in the military or even in this experiment, whatever you want to call it to, you know, encourage them and say, you can do this, you can do this. But like, she's really trying to express that she has passed that breaking point and she needs to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm glad they allowed her to, I was getting kind of concerned for her that they weren't going to. Yeah, JoJo cracked me up. JoJo's like, just let her leave. Yeah, just let her go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they they get done, and when they get done, of course, you know, Alpha wins. They're, like, in the Jeep and back at the place talking, and the other people get finished. Tyler's puking his guts up. When they're like, you better stand and puke so I can look you in the face, I was like, holy shit balls, they are not playing, man. But what for what? Why do they need to watch his face puke? Like, I was actually very curious as to why that was necessary. <laughs> well, I feel like this one, when they say it's building character, it I, wrote, I wrote in here that they they are really looking for someone who's laser focused and able to switch on and off like an operator. Like, they want a machine. So they're literally making sure that they can turn you on and off like a machine. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Just, I, I mean, I don't know. And then I heard the DS is sort of laughing to each other in the background when Jack Osborne was saying that he heard his trigger trigger. <laughs> they really hate him. My I husband literally <laughs> rewound that so he could watch it twice. And then when so, the staff brought it up, he was laughing out loud so hard. He was like, that's the best thing I've seen. Yeah, it really forces. was. Yeah. Well, then they feel like they got to bring Aaron in because they haven't yet. So they've got to come up with a reason. right? And they're like, OK, well, she's not a great leader. So let's bring her in. And we hear her speak for the first time. And so that was cool. She has a gold medal from Olympic speed skating in 2022. Actually, sorry, 2022. Um, but what was interesting about her is that she said her dad spent 20 years in the army. Isn't that interesting considering what, what this is? Agreed. Yeah. And I also was super, super intrigued with her story. Not necessarily, you know, her mom's passing because I think that is a commonality among a lot of adults is sure. either with one parent or none. Um, but I think the fact that she passed when she wasn't there. Yeah. And she said it was high school. So she was overseas competing in speed skating, but was not like ice speed skating when she was in Mm -hmm. high school. Right. 
it that was that, that I can't imagine and Tyler was telling a similar story just about not being with her and not having a great conversation right before she passed that that I can imagine being so difficult to not be there and not to have gotten to say goodbye you know he was so like when I said that I agreed with you and the fact that I thought he was like so genuine this whole episode I just felt like he was opening up his heart and showing mm -hmm. like just trying to be there for the women when you know he's struggling himself with everything they're doing I mean he just puked his guts out and then had to run yeah. like two or three miles so you know he's struggling and he puts aside himself to just be there for them in the moments that they needed I don't know I, I, I was impressed really I could see him doing this for real I could see him truly being in the military and stepping up well it's, it's maybe a calling for him somewhere along the road who knows I agree I feel like he probably because when he was on the bachelor like it was the bachelorette right he was not the right. bachelor right no no that's what I thought so why haven't they brought him back as the bachelor yet he doesn't have enough personality they can't it's like he doesn't he, have enough personality it's like Britney Spears and her not doing a book tour <laughs> she can't she's can't <laughs> someone would need to be speaking into her ear and then she would need to communicate those words so uh, Tyler's sweet guy pretty face but not complex enough to be the bachelor and that I think he's also said he's not really hilarious. looking for like marriage right now anyway I don't think oh my god I'm dead. he's living That's his best so life well, then we have Tom doing his Tom thing and he just starts right in and it sort of seems like a conversation was maybe had started prior to coming back from commercial, but he basically is going right into what happened with him and Ariana. Aaron has no idea who Ariana is <laughs> and he's saying, you know, we were all over the tabloids in Us Weekly and CNN and Aaron's like, what now? And so he explains, you know, that I had this affair. And Bodhi looks confused as hell and he's explaining, you know, people were messaging me with visceral hatred and these long messages. And Tom says, honestly, I don't know why it was a big deal. And I can see Nick to the side and there's yeah. no way that Nick didn't say something right then. They must have cut it because Nick would have been, no, 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 no. <laughs> we just talked about this. So that bugs me that we didn't I that. felt like he was so unamused at that point. Like he was like, yeah, I wrote a couple of those visceral messages, um, and which I know he didn't, but I just felt like that. And Tom saying that everybody used to watch and they used to think he was so cool. No one, at least me, like I never thought he was so cool. I me never neither. liked him. Never. Me neither. I was him. never attracted to him. Never really got the vibe. Never thought the whole costumes and the nail paint and the hair. I never really thought that was cool. It would maybe I had a hard time sure, actually but... liking Ariana because she took up for him all the time. Right. And then we saw a different side of her. And also when she came in, she came in at a weird point, which was when she did. You know, Kristen's trying to take her down. Her father is dying, and we're not really seeing much of that part. But he just. I don't know. Listening to Nick Vile's podcast this week, he said, like, you know, I, I was actually kind of concerned. He said he would consider Tom a friend of sorts. That bothered me. But he said that he would never, you know, set him up with someone like a friend or a, or anything like that. And he did really try to press Tom on the idea of, you know, you're never going to do this again, right? You're never going to cheat again, right? You can at least tell us that, right? And apparently Tom cannot. He kept saying things like, well, I just I just don't like to say anything in absolutes. 
and he had Nikki Glazer on the podcast. I don't know if you know her. She's a comedian and she was yeah. fully supporting and backing this saying like, you know, I've been the other woman and like, so have I, right. I'm not like proud of it, but it's happened. Right. But she's saying like, you know, I can't just say what's going to happen to me in my future and that I won't do it again. What do you mean? Just break up with the person. I don't get it. Like, yeah, I'm so confused learn. why Tom doesn't like get that's... that this is a big deal and why. And no, he's not learning. And he, the fact, I think he thinks he's being more fair by saying, well, I'm not, I don't want to say never because if I do, then I'm going to be told, oh, look, you can't, you can't keep your promises and you keep making the same mistakes. So I think he thinks that if he says, I can't promise, then he's not lying. <laughs> Which is the, someone who said can't promise to never cheat on you can't say it in absolute the stupidest fucking reasoning i've ever heard i you know people there there haven't been many but there are some people who are out there trying to help tom and you just keep pushing yourself you're just such an idiot and then he says in the confessional like i just want to punish myself i think i deserve it but five seconds ago tom you just said you don't understand why it's a big deal and this is what we saw in his podcast as well. He's so contradictory. He's only saying he thinks he deserves it when other people are around because that's what they want to hear. Yep. But when he thinks he's in a group of friends, he's like, it's not fair. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I feel like it is a pity party for him. Like when he yeah. tells the story, it's not, you know what? I did something really bad. You know what I mean? It's everybody was so mean to me. I was cool before. And look what happened. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I felt like that was a, he knows they were going to put that on the air because of the scandal and they want ratings. So I felt like he utilized an opportunity to be able to spill stuff, especially after a bad day. Like he had a shitty day. Wasn't fun. That's fine. But to him to keep saying the same thing that he doesn't understand why it's a big deal is Annoying. Odd, considering we're in July at this point when he's yeah. filming this, you know. I don't know. Well, I mean, but anyways, go, go on to where himself. he gets punched in the face. Yeah, sorry. Like, go on to where he gets. So <laughs> they get called out um, for their next challenge, and they're going to suit him up for some end-to-end -end combat. Um, this is a brutal test of character. So these are the people mm -hmm. you're living with every single day. Yet the moment the buzzer goes off, you are going to punch them in the face as hard as you can. So I think it definitely tests you. And I probably have not laughed this hard in a really long time. <laughs> Every time they set up to do something, Jack raises his hand. And this time he raised his hand because he had to take a shit. <laughs> and they did not let him. <laughs> No, they literally told him, shit yourself. Everybody has a good shit in their pants every once in a while. I don't know, man. I don't know how much money this was, but I don't know if it's enough for several people shitting and puking on themselves. But... <laughs> oh, I have to tell you. Okay, you're going to die at this, by the way. So Nick said that no matter how many days you stay on the show, you get paid the same. So if you quit day one or you quit day eight or you stay the whole thing, whatever, like, what? Why wouldn't oh, you quit day one? <laughs> Tara Reid did it right. <laughs> there's no way. That's what he said. Like, there's no way they're not getting additional money for the episodes that air that they're on. You know, well, I guess they are showing confessional. Well, no, they're not. He said it's like a flat fee. That's so crazy. 
because why wouldn't you leave, right? Because again, and I will make this point again, there's no winning because there's no prize. There isn't, yeah, there isn't. And you were wondering about that. So it it is crazy to know that. I can't believe Mm -hmm. that. That's so shitty. To be honest, I was thinking about it while I was watching this episode and I am impressed that Tom is still there. Yes, for sure. I, I will say that at this point, I thought he would have pussied out and taken and just been like, you know, it was too much. My nails were bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think if in the past we would consider him a quitter or not. Maybe the thing that he is, is that he pursues things for too long. Like, isn't that what they said to him? Like, so he fights Jack and then I think the DSs were like, we told you to stop. You have to stop. Or sorry, when he was fighting Nick? Sorry, when he was fighting Nick. when he fights Nick. When he fights Nick Nick first. Yeah, yeah. they're like, you have a lack of self-control. When we tell you to stop, you have to stop, right? So maybe it's actually a bad thing in him that he is still there in a way. Like, we look at it in a sense of him being there is great. You don't line people up and tell them that it's a fight to the death and then expect them not to. Like, I felt like that gave him the opportunity to let out some pinned-in aggression and for these people who are there for a reason, that was just a really um, bad exercise. But the idea of it is they want to see the fight inside of you. So they wanted like people to okay. get knocked the hell down and still get back up. I think they just like telling people that they did a shit job. Because me personally, <laughs> I have no frame of reference, right? So when they're like, quitter, you did terrible. I'm like, oh, they did? <laughs> like, I don't know. So maybe they're just saying it. Well, I, I, I don't know. Nick was pissed. Was he not pissed about the fight between he and Tom? Um, because he was like asking on the podcast. He was like, so what did you guys think? Like, did you think that I won? Did you think that he won? He was like agreed <laughs> that he was not the winner at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, it was a close call. They were kind of fighting each other back and forth pretty um pretty good so but I love that Nick says oh I didn't know that Tom um had a history with wrestling and he gets and he so he says like I think Tom just kept trying to pick me up like a wrestler would and it was very confusing he just kept trying to lift me so they were both just sort of doing different things Tom was so stupid in his confessional (laughs) clip he was like wrestling in high school and I'd wear them out I'm like, I cannot, like, I know people from St. Louis. I am totally going to ask if anybody that I know from St. Louis went anywhere near where he went so that I can see some high You have to. Yeah. Honestly, it reminds me of, like, the quotes he would do about, like, the Ikea table. And he's like, I mean, I could put this together. I played a lot of Lego when I was a kid, and I had a lot of success (laughs) with it. And, you know, like, the way he he goes into activities and, and the justification he has for it, he's like, well, I was a high school wrestler could have been for one day we don't really know but all right but then I love that they made him fight a second time that was really that made that made me feel good how did you feel about it um I I don't really know I just I I didn't like it you felt it was too much I I just I think that it like if that's what the exercise was about not one of them were allowed to fight until the point of knocking someone down so it just That's didn't true. make sense to me. I was like, what is going on? Why are we doing this? And were they timed? Like, I almost thought that I heard them say four minutes. Mm, okay. I, did, I missed that. 
So maybe that was the case, like they're four minutes in and they have to like give them a break. So at four minutes in, so at four minutes in they cap it. But I just feel like this exercise may have been watered down just a little bit for celebrities. But I think it has to be, right? Because yeah. you can't say fight to the death. You can't actually kill one of them. Like Again, we're on TV. This is a TV show. So I always <laughs> wonder how far they can let this go. These activities look so terrifying. But I always in the back of my mind are like, they're not going to really let them get hurt, right? So I guess, yeah, they have to stop it at some point. Well, when it started dwindling down to, um, well, by the way, JoJo's a badass. I will say that. Always. Yes. Um, and then when it started dwindling down, poor Jack, he was like, I know what's going to happen here. They're going to make me fight one of them. He thought that they were going to make him fight one of the staff. And I, I don't blame laughing. him for thinking that. <laughs> they hate him. Of course they would do that to him. Right. And I knew that's what he was thinking. Oh, my God, this is bad totally. back in high school where the jocks are going to beat me up. Um, But when they had him in his confessional saying, I'm – I fight jujitsu and stuff. I thought that he was going to get out there and be really bad because he was saying that. However, and I saw the best meme that said that it was like poetic justice that Jack Osborne <laughs> was kicking the shit out of Tom Sandoval. And I have to agree, like the guy that runs with his arms behind him, um, <laughs> you know, I just yeah. I can't. It was probably and. I mean, Tom had already fought for four minutes, so, I mean, he had a disadvantage. So I will say that there was a disadvantage there. So for I sure. will give him that props and say, hey, you were down on your luck, but I feel like that was needed. And they knew that as staff, that he was lacking, like you said, lacking self-control. When they said that, I was like, you don't say. <laughs> It almost seemed like he was being treated like a small puppy where they were like, okay, well, let's let it expel its energy and let's let it do it a few times until it's done. But I think it was good for him in a way. At the end when he's like shitting and crying and laughing, I feel like that was sort of a release of emotions, like well, in a weird did, way. He was crying in his confessional when he was yeah, talking about it. I could tell that. But he's he no stranger crying. to crying. You, you, have, to, isn't, you have to admit that. Isn't, but I felt like that was real. He talked about uh, the anger that he carries from everything. And I'm sure, like, no matter what you did, there is a point at which it just becomes visceral hate coming at you. But the problem is that should be the point at which you identify it, make changes, and move forward, you know, differently. And that just doesn't happen with him. So still... Like you said, they get back to the place, and I almost felt like Bodhi was kind of, like, picking on him, and he was pissed. Like, Oh, you did? I didn't. I felt like he was coming out there as a buddy to, like, talk to him. Uh, well, Bodhi came out there as a buddy to talk to him, but I'm talking about when they were in the room before he left. He was picking at him, and he took it the wrong way and got pissed and stormed out. And oh, that okay. was when, like, he went to the bathroom and I think Bodhi followed him because he felt bad. He was mm, like, okay, okay. Okay. I was picking, but I wasn't realizing that he was going to take it that way. Mm -hmm. So when he gets out there, you know, he's like in the outhouse shitting and crying at the same time. And laughing. Was, All three. He's got yeah, three. Probably <laughs> the best 60 seconds of television that I've seen. I know. Since Scandal. And I hate to say if it isn't like, 
I kind of wouldn't mind it. Honestly, like what a release, right? From every orifice. Yeah. You're just, <laughs> I think a lot of emotions and anger really got out of him that day. I think, I think that day was good for him in all respects. Well, one would hope only, I don't know. And I felt, um, I felt, of course he gets back and they immediately mm-hmm. call him, in. um, call him back. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, like these scenes were heard around the world. I felt like I could right. scroll through TikTok and it was the only thing I saw on TikTok. Right. Um the most important thing I think they said that rang true when they brought him in there to give him the rundown was they said we need a hundred and fifty percent from you and you're giving us fifty percent. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting in how he gives himself to so many people in his other life as well, or in his real life. Um, He's never giving anyone 100%. And if you think of his relationship with Ariana, how she was always saying that, right? Like, I only get, what was the wording she would use? Um, Like, the guy that, the party guy, the guy that goes out, that's the part of you I get, but everybody else gets that too, right? So she wasn't getting 100% of him either. And I think he likes to put his hands in a lot of different pots, right? He had the band and he had this and he had that and he had so much going on and he he can't, he doesn't know how to focus on one thing 100%. Would you agree? I would agree. And the more you say that, I feel like you're talking about me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen, this oh. podcast is not intended to um, <laughs> criticize the hosts whatsoever. <laughs> it is only meant to criticize the reality and Bravo celebrities and some real celebrities as well. <laughs> that is hey our man, new only, uh, caption to be on. The last episode. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I mean, this is a whole different thing. But I do love, I, even though it was on TikTok and it was everywhere, when he was trying to communicate to the DSs how unfair this is because they sold 200 grand in merch in like two weeks and it became this Team Ariana thing. And you have to remember, again, this man is 40 years old. <laughs> he was saying this. To these other adult men. It's just like, they sold 200 grand in merch in like two weeks. Team Ariana. Like, it's so juvenile the way he's right. explaining it. Good for them. What What is the problem with that? You well, could have that like, week too. The guy did like, like gulp a little when he said that. That made me laugh because I wanted to be like, and fuck with us again and we'll do it for another fucking bitch because that's what we do. We're uplifting women. Right. We, that's oh, what we 100%. do. Um, but I, the worst thing, like the 200 and merch, I kind of, that was at the point where I was like, mm, there's the Tom we always knew we remember. Like, there he is yeah. coming yeah. out of his show. So he was really being raw. That's, I was impressed that he was real in that moment because I felt like he was going to feed him bullshit and he wasn't. He was his narcissistic self. So kudos okay. to you, Tom, for, for status quo. But the worst thing he said was it turned into this Team Ariana thing. And so to him, everything that happened, it wasn't that he cheated. It wasn't that his integrity was lost. It wasn't that he screwed his family's name. It wasn't that he might have lost his mother's retirement. It wasn't that he hurt the the best thing he ever had. It was the fact that the public took her side and not his and that right there has to be the most tom thing that he said since this all began because we all know 
just like in season 10 where he fed that whole narrative where he wanted to make her look like the bad guy all season before that actually came out, that's how he works. He wants right. you to be on his side. So I feel like no matter when I think he's letting his guard down and he's better or he's even on the road to being better, I feel like I'm being duped. I, I can't ever trust it. I just had a realization, and I think, ugh, in his defense, <laughs> that I think maybe he did think it would all be okay, because if you think about it and you look back to when this identical situation happened in season two of Vanderbump Rules, mm -hmm. everyone was on his side because they were like, Kristen's crazy. So even when he did get it with Ariana, nobody was mad about it. Everybody was like, we're not friends with Kristen, and that was sort of it. So maybe he thought that if he just tried to tear Ariana down all season 10, the same would have happened. And I mean, I love Just Kristen, but Kristen was crazy then. Yeah. <laughs> still, I still wouldn't have been like, that's okay that you cheated because Kristen's right. crazy. But right. um, it was a whole different situation, I feel like. Yeah. I, I he did know. say, like, it, it has been hard that the people that he was friends with for over a decade turning on him. I do feel for him on that. There was a lot of people who he said were just as equally good friends with him as they were with Ariana, someone like brad logan some of those people um you know just completely cut him off and that's rough i mean that's hard i mean i guess i would say i do know that a lot of the people i know it wasn't brad and logan but i know a lot of the people he put in a really uncomfortable position that's in true. aiding and abetting in the affair that's what that's i'm gonna true. call it then um that's a really good so point. i think that he kind of made that bed for himself where people would have to draw a line and pick a side. Um, yeah. But I, I get you on the Brad. Like I, I know he and Brad were friends before, but it cracks me up. I love him so much. He's probably one of my favorite NPCs. On oh, VR. Um, Brad. Janet's my favorite. I love Janet. I, talk I love to her Janet sometimes. Too. I'm like, hi, Janet. I'm not a bot. My name is Tana. <laughs> I message her, we chat a little bit here and there, but I have such like a little crush on Janet. Yeah, I love her as well. She is definitely a favorite of mine. Um, shout out to her little baby bump because she's dropped recently. I did slide up. I was like, you dropped. You did? Uh, okay. Well, shout out to baby Caperna. And we're very excited <laughs> for little baby Caperna. But I don't know. I, I don't know, Dana. I just. I, I, I flip back and forth with him. I really do. But, you know, you'll get these glimmers of, of something in him and then he does the stupid like it's so unfair team ariana or it's so unfair that it was on cnn my publicist has never seen anything like it and i do like that the the staff were like you are not a victim in a situation that you created the first thing you should be doing this is what foxy said the first thing you should be doing is owning it you cannot blame someone else if you don't people yeah. will die and it's funny because obviously they're talking about the environment that they're in if they were in the military right. but it's interesting how they're taking something technically similar you know saying in any situation if you don't own something something bad will happen and they're not wrong and so i do think that this entire experience is a good lesson for him if he's ingesting it i feel like he did come back from that and they were like did they yell at you and he was like no it was exactly what i needed like, they did tell him that to be a person of, like, the point of it is to be, at the end of it, is to be a person of integrity and to make that new start for yourself. 
And he um, says, like, yeah, I was a coward and I should have done the right thing. But I feel like he only says that once he's backed into a corner and people are like, apologize, apologize. He's like, yes, yes, I take accountability. And then yeah. five minutes later, but, but, but. Did so, you see? I, I don't know. I mean, I will say I, I I do have this little piece of me where I I want him to finish. Like, I want him yeah. to make it all the way through because I feel oh, like I think he will. it's worthless if it, if he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't do this whole experiment, you're not getting it, everything out of it. But did you hear them say that, you know, he says that he wants to move forward, but he keeps doing shit to draw attention to himself? And I was like, oh, bingo, staff, bingo, you mm-hmm. know him. So I don't know that if he so. said something about his band, Dana, and they were Yeah, like, he did. Remember with the nails? Because they asked yeah. about the nails, and then he said, oh, I'm in a band last episode. So they're saying the nails, the band, like yeah. everything. Like, why are you doing all this shit to draw attention to yourself if you want to be in this space where you're able to grow and move forward on your own? But that's the thing. He doesn't want that. He wants a entourage behind him waving flags with his fucking face on them (laughs) it's a little unrealistic um (laughs) just a little bit reach for the stars so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) so you're saying um i do want to mention one last thing that nick mentioned on his podcast just because i thought it was really interesting the way he describes it so when he talks again about that one hour car ride that they had and he was uh, trying to get Tom to, you know, open up and ask him more about the relationship. He said that Tom said, um, he, he just said he thought it was really interesting that Tom was trying to be earnest, but the disconnect, he said, was fascinating. He said it was section, section, sorry, second nature for Tom to explain that the relationship was failing and that's why he cheated. And that's still so interesting that he does keep trying to do that. He keeps trying to explain away the affair by saying that the relationship was bad. And I've also never in my life before this situation heard someone say, I tried to break up with someone and failed. I just, yes. I don't know how that is. But um, yeah, it, it's really interesting that Nick is like trying to give him a chance and trying to get him to be a better person. But there is still a disconnect, you know, there's still something I mean, just not clicking. Yeah, I just want to see him own it. And yes. not in his defense. I feel like you and I definitely give the both sides of it, but not in his defense. I mean. They've been broken up for almost eight months now, and they still live mm-hmm. in the same fucking house. So, I can't with that. I mean, if that is the case, then maybe there was conversations that took place. I'm not saying that he tried to break up with her, but I'm saying there might have been some conversations take place that because if you're still living in the same household eight months later, then there is a lot that has to be like torn apart for you guys to separate. Yeah, I think, though, that, I mean, his whole reason for not leaving the house is monetarily driven or whatever. But at the beginning, like, even just that first night, when you break up with her on whatever you said it was, February the 14th, why didn't you leave the house and just go sleep at Schwartz's that night or for a few days? Like, I don't understand. You can't live in the house with her and break up with her. You can't do that to her. I don't, I've never heard of such a situation. Sleep in the bed with her, she said. I I can't. It's so, it's so And actually, if you go back and watch season two, he does actually say the same thing to Kristen. He says something he like, does. I tried to break up with you a bunch of times, right? Like, what, what is this try? <laughs> I've never really tried and failed at a breakup before and had to do it multiple times because the Apparently, person didn't get it. <laughs> Tom is really bad at it, which, which is kind of funny because Rachel broke up with him. 
Oh, he cannot stand that. He still <laughs> keeps bringing that up. And that's why I think she's doing this whole merch thing, because I think every time he says something about her, she'll go in the public a little bit and slam yeah. him a little so that he understands. That's my opinion. He had said on the podcast a week prior, oh, I really miss her. And then a few days later, she's like, I want to give away all the things that are not serving me anymore. Right. So I think that's her showing him like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> right? Like, I don't love you. And I'm okay with it. Like, she did totally. the money to Nami, and it's a really amazing organization. So. But, okay, but I do want to know who bought a sweatshirt with, like, a bunch of missing beads that smells right? like Raquel and probably Tom's jizz and, like, some other things. <laughs> like, it's not even a brand new sweatshirt. It's, like, a used sweatshirt. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> you know it is. <laughs> it's the oh, Monica dress. Shit. I could not agree more. There's no fucking way I'm bidding on that shit. There's a shitload I mean, of stuff that I, know, I can do with that money. I guess it goes down in history, but in a weird way. She's not the most famous Bravo celebrity. Like, it's not a Jax Taylor sweater. I don't really know where it goes in terms of equivalency, but I I don't know that I would have spent, like, nine grand on a I wouldn't be surprised hoodie. if, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Andy or Bravo bought it to hang really? it somewhere or put it somewhere. I would not be surprised. I mean, Maybe it kind of signifies Scandaval almost. Yeah, totally. Actually, totally. That's really interesting. Ugh, I hate that we're missing BravoCon. I know. I'm super upset about it. I've put myself on wait list and still haven't heard anything. So well, I do know that if I would have known there were so many creators that didn't get tickets that are going ahead and going and just going to other events, I would have done it. I heard about that, but I sort of feel like I want to go to the events too, right? Like I, Me too. I you know, um, well, next year we've got to, we've got to figure out a system. We've got to get like 10 computers running at the same time and try to, try to get I have a girlfriend tickets. that scores tickets always. I'm just going to give her money to get us some tickets. Like she'll just do it for us. Okay, I love her. She's and the best. She's the one <laughs> doing the House of Villains uh, recap with me. So. Oh, nice. Amazing. <sighs> yeah. So we recorded right. early this week for you guys because, yeah. uh, because of my weekend travels. So definitely everybody have a great weekend, and we'll be back with you next week. Please hit the comments. And let us know if you want us to recap anything else that's coming out when this ends. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see. And always go give both of us a follow, Breaking the Rules, uh, here, Instagram and TikTok. And Dana? Oh, yeah, Brunch or Bravo, me on IG, TikTok. And everyone, please wish Amber such a fun weekend in New York. So jealous. <laughs> thanks i'm so nervous so i'll definitely report it. back everything that uh i don't know maybe i'll do a little short recap um just talking about it maybe we can do a recap of it or something 